Hey, goal getters, it's Angela. Did you know your Healthy by Association podcast is now available on your Alexa enabled device? Just say, Alexa, play Healthy by Association podcast on TuneIn Radio. Give it a try today. Welcome to Healthy by Association, the podcast. My name is Aaron Wallowick, and today's topic is HBA Goalgetter Story. We'll be introducing very shortly our special guest for today, but in the meantime, I'd love to welcome my co-host, Angela Pelk. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Aaron. Hey, Goalgetters. Happy Monday. Happy Monday, as well as happy Employee Health and Fitness Month, right? So uh, in preparing for today's episode, and of course, this is uh, the first in our new series of podcast episodes around Employee Health and Fitness Month, I, I did some ex- exploration, I did some research, and so wanted to share with folks a little bit about Employee Health and Fitness Month. I did a little bit of research, and I, I found that it's actually Global Employee Health and Fitness Month. There is a website. So let me give you that straight away. If you're interested in learning more or you're interested in sort of exploring this topic as part of your workplace, we would love for you to do that. Uh, the website that is assigned to this is uh, gehfm.org. And of course, that stands for Global Employee Health and and fitnessmonth.org. And I just want to read a couple of things. Certainly, I'd encourage folks to take a look at the website. There are a number of resources, um, press kits, calls to action, uh, and actually ways to sign up to get involved as well. Um, So first and foremost, Global Employee Health and Fitness Month is an international observance of health and fitness in the workplace. The goal of this program is to provide the benefits of a healthy lifestyle to employers and their employees through worksite health promotion activities and environments. And there's a lot of of things, as I mentioned, that you can do on the website. First, you can sign up. So you can join the Global Employee Health and Fitness Month um, fast and easy. It takes just a couple of minutes, it looks like. Um, There are some suggestions on how to get employees moving and improving their well-being. And um, you can also encourage them or help them accumulate wellness points that are good for awards and prizes. Um, You can share and encourage and connect on social media. And of course, you can follow along a number of the activities that they have going on. But one of the things that I found most interesting, Angela, you and I were talking before the show, is that uh, it looks like this effort is exclusively sponsored by MindBody. And for those of you who uh, work out or participate in any number of um, sort of fitness classes, I know that my yoga studio has this. I've, I've participated in some bar classes in the past, but um, sort of this MindBody app is one that you might be familiar with um, because it, it is the app that many um, companies use uh, to navigate their fitness classes, um, easy single sign-on space where you can, uh, you know, sign up for your classes and whatnot. And I thought that it was interesting that this app is also connected with this process as well. Very interesting. Last thing I'll say here, I have some numbers. I think the numbers are pretty interesting. Um, MindBody is leveraging technology to improve the wellness of people around the world. Their cloud-based software powers over 54,000 wellness businesses in 130 countries and connects over 300,000 wellness practitioners with more than 30 million people who are seeking to live healthier, happier lives. And so I don't know, there's a lot going on here. I'd encourage people to take a look. 
Um, one of the resources I'm scrolling through at the moment says six steps to a healthy lifestyle, a practical approach to improving your health. It looks like right now, as of as of the recording of this episode, there are more than 28,500 people signed up to participate in Global Employee Health and Fitness Month. 38 states are participating, 72 cities, um, and 6,621 companies and organizations. So I don't know, a lot of interesting things. If you uh, yourself have the opportunity to bring Global Employee Health and Fitness Month to your organizations, it would certainly be something to look into. I, I'm not totally familiar, but obviously at HBA, we've been um, teeing up these sort of monthly themes, and this is uh, really the kickoff episode on the podcast for Global Employee Health and Fitness Month. So if you're interested, if you have an opportunity to influence at your organization, um, or maybe just want to get a couple of your coworkers involved in the process, it's certainly something to look into. It's really a great um, initiative. You know, I don't think, I think any employer could do more. Um, I know my brother, my brother works for Deloitte here in the Detroit area, and they have all sorts of really cool incentives and, you know, life comforts, and he gets a stipend to, you know, join a gym or enter a, a race or, you know, do a run or whatever. I mean, I think, you know, I don't know if, if you know, many of the associations out here are small staff or, you know, maybe they don't have Deloitte resources, but, you know, I think there's just even doing something together, like, like a walk challenge, like we had a couple months ago here in the HBA community or, you know, anything like that, just to bring it top of mind and say, gosh, you know, employees, we care about your health and we want you to be, um, well, and, you know, here's, here's a great resource and, you know, sign up for these challenges. And I, I think it's, I think it's a good thing to bring, um, top of mind, especially for, those uh, out there that do employ um, staff, I think it's a, I think it's a benefit. Well, and I love that you kind of remind us that it's a range, right? It doesn't have to be all in with, you know, an inordinate amount of resources. Yeah. It can be as simple as for the month of May, just like thinking through uh, you know, maybe a step challenge or something that's uh, rather simple, just mm -hmm. even being mindful of maybe changing the the food items that are present in the staff kitchen, right? Yeah. I um, found myself very recently um, in a, an association office and it was Friday and, you know, there was a like donuts in the kitchen. And I just think about even like, what, what would it look like to, you know, for one month, just be mindful of the things that we bring into the kitchen or things that we, uh, you know, serve maybe our board members or committee members as well. And just see yeah. sort of the maybe changes or the impact uh, that that, even something that simple might have, you know, even doing it for 30 days, uh, you know, I think we have talked about before is pretty habit forming and just um, see see the types of changes that that might have, or even a water challenge. Like, you know, yes. we've done that before uh, as well, just kind of, you know, being mindful of the water. One of the things that we've done at some former associations, it may seem silly, but to have kind of a water cooler in your office, um, where you're getting like really good quality water um, and just being mindful. There are lots of different ways to sort of track that, but you know, these things are very simple by and large, and they range from not costing anything to costing very little, um, you know, on up, of course. Um, but just maybe be mindful to think about what that might look like in the context of your own organization, your own office. 
All right, awesome. So uh, with that, um, you know, lots to think about there. Certainly visit the website for more information. We'll be talking more about this as the uh, May podcast episodes roll through, but hopefully that was at least uh, a decent introduction for you. Uh, we'll, of course, now slide into housekeeping issues. As always, we'll encourage you to subscribe, rate, and review to this podcast. Uh, it is how others uh, can more easily find us. So anything that you can do to support um, us and this podcast and helping others plug in um, to the great stories that we've been talking about for the last several months now, and certainly the ones that are forthcoming would be awesome. Of course, as always, we'll remind you that on Mondays when these episodes drop in the HBA uh, Facebook community, you will find a recap and mega thread post uh, in that space, there will be uh, links to articles when relevant, as well as other resources you might be interested in. Um, this is where we also tag our guests. Um, and it's where you can comment and react and have conversation uh, and weigh in on the conversation. So please, please do join us there if you're interested in more on this episode or any of our other episodes. All of those remain available to you. So with that, Angela, I'll kick it over to you. Um, to share with us our sponsor information. All right. Well, Audible, friends, is supporting content creators like Healthy by Association. And we are just so proud to um, have an affiliate code. If you like to consume um, content through your headphones or through your Alexa-enabled device, uh, you can begin a 30-day trial with one audiobook, and you can use our affiliate link, which is www.audibletrial.com slash HBA podcast. Um, you know, if you haven't tried it, you know, treat yourself. Let's go. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that, you know, if you haven't tried it yet, you have nothing to lose, right? Try it for right. 30 days and see if you like it. Um, and if it's something that you're interested in, you can you can um, continue on. I know that's definitely interesting just how much content there is to consume. And we always we don't always have enough time to read um, everything that there is to consume. And so kind of um, using a different modality might be something that you're interested in, whether you're commuting by car or train or plane or whatever it is. It's definitely something interesting to take advantage of if you haven't uh, yet experienced that. For sure. For sure. All right. Well, um, I know, Angela, you're going to get us tapped into our guest for today. We're super excited um, to have her and um, to really dig into another one of our Goal Getter stories. Yep. So, um, gosh, talk about shareable episode. I'm really excited to um, hear this story again. Actually, we had a chance to chat a little bit, and um, I, I just, I, I just think it's so inspiring. And you know, this is like a real life story. This is a real life person who has real life job and real life family, and um, made just some really incredible changes and is sustaining them as a lifestyle. And I'm just so excited that she's here. She posted in the HBA Facebook group, um, I think back in January it was, and just to say like, hey, this is what I've done. And I was like, girl, we got to get you on the podcast. So, um, so I'm so excited. Um, I am going to welcome Tiffany Merced onto the podcast. Tiffany, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh Thank you guys for having me. This is um, so exciting. Um, when 
Aaron mentioned about changing the food out in the break room. I remember him saying that in the conference that I was at, and I was like, I have got to follow HBA. I have got to be part of this group. <laughs> so great. So, um, so I we, met Aaron. <laughs> we would just love to know, well, so if that's how you found us, so you were just like an innocent conference attendee, and this was I'm all just funny. laid out on you. <laughs> we just love to I, hear tell us, you know, tell us what you do, tell us where you're from and tell us how you connected up with HBA. Just one more time. <laughs> okay, well, my, again, my name is Tiffany. I'm in group sales down here in Orlando. I've been in hospitality for 20 years now. Um, and uh, it's, it's a challenging, stressful job. And I guess on the other side of the association part, but it's, it's fun. Um, and I met Aaron, like I said, I was at a conference and they had a block of healthy, um, like a whole room full of healthy things. You can get a massage and they had aromatherapy and Aaron was giving uh, a speech and I was, I sat down and I'm like, this is wonderful. He just really spoke to so many different truths that, that we really do need to see in, in different workplaces. Um, like you said, you walked in, they had donuts. The place where I work has bagels and donuts every Friday. And I'm like, why can't we just have bananas? Um, <laughs> so I, and I, I joined up immediately the next day and I've been following you guys since. So I think we were in Utah, Aaron. It, that was the conference yeah, we were at. So. Absolutely. And, you know, I, what I think is interesting is that, you know, you're talking about like being on the group sales side, which I know, Angela, you can relate to as well. I mean, yeah. thinking about thinking about the sales um, side or aspect or component of kind of what we do in associations um, is an interesting is an interesting position to come from. I mean, I think that on the association side, we think we have it hard, um, you know, because like the meals in the break room or the long hours offsite at a conference or the travel or whatever. But also, your job is about entertaining other people, and so I think yeah. that one of the most difficult things that I I experience in this work that we do, and it's a constant struggle, and it's a constant. Um, you know, there's this constant mindfulness around it is, you know, is, is about striking that balance between entertaining, not letting every day, every meal, every encounter with a client be a special day, right? Because it's just one other way or excuse for us to sort of blow that mindfulness or intention around health and wellness or, you know, it's a, it's an excuse to what not work out or not get your steps in or whatever. I mean, there's just so much of your job and your work that's committed to ensuring that other people have a good time. And yet it's difficult to not also want to always participate and partake in that as part of your job. Right. And so that, that sort of that difficult balance is, is what we're going to be talking about today. Right. Yeah. Between traveling for conferences, entertaining clients when they come to see me um, and stress eating, uh, <laughs> all of those you really have to be mindful for and to still make those smart decisions um, at every meal and make the smart decision to get your exercise in. And again, yeah, not fall on the excuse, well, I'm traveling, so yeah. um, I'm going to sleep in and I'm going to, you know, eat as much as I can or, or whatever I want. So yeah, that's definitely something that I changed between uh, before I started my lifestyle journey to after. So um, tell us a little bit about this like 
precipice, this moment that you decided there needed to be a change. What, can you tell us a little bit more about what maybe led up to that and as well as maybe sure. what, that, what that defining moment was for you? Yep. Um, I always say I came from a big family of four. Uh, everybody in my family was overweight. Um, we didn't particularly eat healthy. It was more important that we ate a lot than um, healthy food. Um, so I just grew up like that and I got married and thought, okay, well, this is just how it's going to be and, and didn't really think about the future, if you will. Um, and then sadly what happened was that, um, my sister had passed away and then my mother passed away both from complications from, um, obesity and diabetes. And, um, and I adopted my nephew. And when he came into my life, um, I said to myself, I can't let him go through this. I got to make whatever decision I can make to lengthen my lifespan and not have him go through something like that again. So um, <clears throat> six months after I had my last child, um, I made that decision. And it, the first thing that I did was download my fitness pal, which is a pre-app, but any uh, calorie counter, and it really makes you mindful of what you're eating. And I think that was a huge eye-opener for me, that what I was eating at Applebee's for lunch, would, I would, wouldn't think much of it. And when I got my fitness pal and saw how many calories it was and just really opened my eyes. Um, so that's how it started. I, I just wanted to be healthy for my family. I'm now a mom with three kids. Um, and I want them to see that it's possible to live a healthy lifestyle and um, really not to say to have it all, but to have a family and have a career and um, have that balance. Um, and make and make good choices. Were you were you pre-diabetic at all? Like, was was there a condition like in you that you were seeing like with your with your mom and with your sister? Because you said a little bit there were some other things going on too. Um, was there something that was going on with you too? Like, were you were you did you get a like a my A one C my board? You know, were you getting there too? You know, I was I was to a point where I was unhealthy, I wasn't even going to a doctor very much. So I don't know, but I do know that diabetes ran in my family, heart disease ran in my family. Um, anything that really me not taking care of myself would have led to. Uh, on a personal note, I felt very inflexible. I couldn't move around as much. Um, on a vanity note, I always felt like, oh, here's the big girl, you know. Um, and we you know, while he's traveling, you're around a lot of younger women and, and, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a, um, an industry where you're getting a lot of face to face time. So, you know, just being, um, the woman that I am, uh, <laughs> it became a little bit of a vanity too, but mostly it was the inflexibility, the not being able to pick things up, the just feeling sluggish and tired all the time. Yeah. Um, so, and, and just feeling just, and now that I am the way that I am thinking about what I was eating back then and the grease and everything makes it, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. So it was a lot of that. I'm pretty sure I would have been pre-diabetic. Um, my weight just kept crawling, 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 especially after my second kid. Yeah. I told, I can absolutely relate to that. It being, being in the sales <laughs> side of the industry, having a child. And I mean, you know, 
it, it's when you're work, you're working full time. Like how, where am I going to fit in exercise? I, I have a baby yeah. to take care of. How am I going to eat better? Like we're barely like making it home at six o'clock after work and after picking up from daycare, like we're barely making it. How can I even, you know, begin to make a change? So, so you were sort of in the same boat. You had two mm -hmm. young kids and, and your nephew whom you took care of. Right. So <clears throat> besides, you know, getting my fitness pal. So that was like the very first thing that you did. What else did hey, you do? I, I can't just, you know, then you have to use it. Right. <laughs> right. Right. No, I definitely used it every single day. Um, the second thing I didn't have a lot of money, especially with the three kids, um, and, a, and a baby. So I couldn't really, and I was a little, really just afraid to go to a gym the way that i looked and everything. So I started doing YouTube videos, downloading those, going to my library, getting free DVDs. Um, at the time, cable would have something that you could, was on demand. And I did that for two years. And, and between that and the, my fitness pal, that's how a lot of my weight came off. Wow. Um, and the other thing is that when you're doing my fitness pal, you start learning how to make better food, you know? Because you, you want to put healthy stuff into your body, especially when you're working out every morning, when you're giving yourself that half hour to an hour every day to try to get yourself feeling better. You don't want to ruin that by eating six donuts. So you start, yeah, you start looking at exactly how many ways can I make this cauliflower or just bring in the vegetables <laughs> and lean meats and, fishes, and fish and uh, shrimp into your diet. So that was a big change for you diet-wise? It was, it was. Um, I remember a time of really craving Big Macs and really craving chicken nuggets. Um, and once I started the lifestyle change, um, it took a little bit, but I don't feel like it was that long that I just did not crave that food anymore. I could go by Wendy's and not think of their fries. I could, you know, um, I wanted to eat what I was making at home and it was a fun challenge. And I don't know if it's because I'm in sales that I love challenges so much, but, um, along with the, my fitness pal, then I challenged myself to drink more water for a week. Then I challenged myself to exercise every day. And then I challenged myself and it was small little goals that I knew I could keep reaching that made me keep want to go, mm -hmm. keep going. Well, um, so, so many things that, I'd, I'd like to comment on. I mean, I think first and foremost, um, I, I can relate to you in terms of the fast food. I think that there was this period of time where I, I was doing like, you know, all of the fast food under the sun often. Um, and then, you know, it got to a point where now I can't even, I feel like I can't even eat or digest some of those things. Like I know that it's yeah. going to make my stomach upset or it's going to just going to result in like multiple trips to the bathroom. Um, I just, I, it doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> process in the same way as, as other things. And so I can totally relate to that. I mean, the other thing that you mentioned I can totally relate to is, um, you know, now, I mean, I think that before, prior to the last year or two, the way when we ate out that we knew how much stuff uh, how many calories were in things was when you would put it into an app. But now so many of the menus have the calories listed. And, you know, sometimes you're just, you're really hard pressed to find things that are um, reasonable yeah. at some yeah. restaurants. Not that, not that I'm suggesting, you know, we have to 
um, only eat a certain number of calories or whatever. Everyone's different. But, you know, when I when I look at those menus, I'm looking for something typically that's under a certain number of calories. And, and wow, um, it's kind of surprising, shocking um, when you don't know how things are being prepared prepared just how many calories are in them but um it has brought a new awareness i think to folks and um you know i think that it is helpful when you're trying to make good choices because even even when things fall on the sort of healthy menu or you see the little leaf next to yeah. it on the menu sometimes it's shocking still what it what exactly it is that you're eating and so um, or how many calories they are. And so, you know, being able to look at some of those things and make your own good choices, you know, sometimes it's as simple as leaving off a sauce or leaving off a, you know, or switching something out for something else or whatever. And I think that as you've indicated, like over time, you sort of learn to figure out um, not only what you like and what you can digest well, but um, what you know will be healthier for you. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think the longer you eat healthier, the more you crave healthy. Yeah, 100%. You know, it's funny. Um, I, I've, I've talked about this before. I think that um, there was a period of maybe three or four years that um, I ate a vegetarian lifestyle. And it wasn't until I experienced that, that I fully realized just how much I loved vegetables and some of the other things that you eat on that diet that I didn't didn't know or necessarily crave or taste before. Um, it's interesting when you're really tasting the actual vegetables or the actual fruits and it isn't like mired in like super rich sauces or butter or oil or whatever, um, that you realize just how delicious some of those things can be. Yeah. Um, as, as we you know, talk about sort of, you know, eating out, um, it brings to mind this idea of traveling as well. So um, we'd love to hear a little bit more about how you prepare when you travel and maybe how this affects your work-life balance. Um, when I travel, uh, first thing I always do is if I belong to a gym and they're nationwide. So if that gym is by me, I schedule beforehand um, and make you know, so I know that's exactly what I'm going to do. If it's not there, I know that I'm going to the uh, gym downstairs. Even if I just get a little bit of cardio in, just something to make me feel revved up and ready for the day. Um, for food, I always have water with me. Always bring healthy snacks because um, I am a snacker. Uh, then, um, and then if I have to choose a restaurant, I always check the menu beforehand mm -hmm. to see what I can eat, what I, like you said, make substitutions for. Um, I was telling Angela that uh, these conferences, it seems like uh, the chefs are trying to outdo each other with really awesome food. Um, and I love really awesome food. But I always think to myself, okay, Tiffany, what have you not had before or what could you not prepare at home? Because you've had chicken before, you've had mashed potatoes before, you know what that tastes like. It's not going to be an experience worth splurging. So if there's something um, like a really good dessert that I can have a, a few bites of that I know I'm never going to make at my house, I will splurge on it. Um, but if it's just something that, you know, I've had the chicken before, so I don't eat the full chicken, you know. And, and so things that we always do, take the skin off the chicken, try not to eat fried food, that sort of thing. Um, it's not easy because when you are traveling, you're not cooking for yourself. So like you said, your sodium levels are going to go up a little bit. But again, that's how working out helps me feel better mm -hmm. in terms of that. 
I'd love to hear, I have, <laughs> Angela, I know that you have um, questions coming up, but I have like three or four backup questions now. Yeah, so just give yeah. me a second to get caught up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, so Tiffany, when you say you like to bring snacks with you on the road, what, what types of things, what are your go-to travel snacks? Um, protein bars, because I can eat those for breakfast. Um, the lower calorie ones. Um, the popcorn, um, Amy, Angie's pop, um, Boom Chicka Pop. Popcorn. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. yes. that one is. It's got three ingredients. Perfect. Yep. Um. So things like that. Try to just things I would eat at the house. That if I could bring carrot sticks, I would bring them everywhere I go. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh. So and then portion control it. So if it's not coming in a bag like sometimes uh, Angie's does, then I have to portion control it myself. Yeah, no, I think that's a great, you know, that's a great kind of tip. I think that this idea around portion control um, sometimes can sound restricting. And I don't, for me, it's not about the restriction. For me, it's about mm -hmm. knowing like when it's, when I'm supposed to be done. Um, went to a wedding the other night um, and it was a buffet. And it's one of those things where um, I, I I did. I tried to like scour the whole buffet, figure out what exactly it was I was going to be eating. And then I only filled my plate once. And, and, and for me, that's the signal that I made a good intentional choice when I started that process. And yeah. that's when I, when it's gone, I know that I'm supposed to be done. You know, it's just an interesting, yeah. it's because um, so much, of, I don't know. I, I know we always talk about like being mindful about, um, the process of eating and being in tune with your eating, but but there's so much multitasking I feel like that happens, particularly during the workday. That sometimes that is better said than done. Okay. And so when you know the food that I brought for lunch is gone, or the food that's on my plate for dinner is gone, then I know that I'm supposed to be done. Like it's as simple as that. You know, yeah. I I sometimes not sometimes I am. Um, and this is sort of harkens back to childhood. I am a, f a rather a fast eater. And so my stomach doesn't always catch up um, in terms of when I'm supposed to be done yeah. mm -hmm. um, until, you know, maybe a little bit after I'm actually done eating. And so particularly when you're multitasking at work or whatnot. So I think that's a, a great tip or a great idea. You know, one of the other things that you mentioned that I, you know, was thinking back to the top of this episode, we were talking about the Mind Body app, and this episode is not sponsored by Mind Body in any way, though if you're interested, come come talk to us. We'll we'll have that chat. But um <laughs> well, just a reminder that there are so many there are apps like MindBody that connect to so many different platforms like the bar classes or yoga or whatever that particularly when you're traveling, it's really easy to, um, to sign up for a class. You already have uh, you, your profile built in, you have your credit card information in the app. And so you can literally like search for yeah. a neighborhood or a certain type of class. And it's really, you know, like in many cases, it's like one or two clicks and you're in a class. And so particularly if you're interested um, in classes, you know, I love the gyms that are na are nationwide that you can just drop into when you have your membership. That's great. But also these classes, they make it a lot easier now to do. It's not like you have to, you know, sign up and, you know, make all of this effort. Um, so just being mindful of apps like that, sure. that, that can help you um, while traveling, I think are great. And Aaron, sometimes they have discounts too. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, one more question before I kick it back over to Angela. You know, we, we started the episode again by talking a little bit about Employee Health and Fitness Month. And I'm just curious, um, kind of your take. I know we've been talking a little bit about, um, from a sales perspective, how challenging mm-hmm. it could be to maintain the sort of health and wellness. Um, but I'm also just curious in, in terms of your specific workplace or any of workplaces you've experienced in the past, have you ever seen or experienced or um, had the opportunity to participate in sort of an employer-sponsored health and wellness program? Um, yeah, uh, where I work does have some, uh, they every year have something different, um, but every year we have a 5K here in Orlando that my company participates in. Um, actually, it's next Thursday, so I'll be doing that for the fourth year. Um, last year, I believe we had the steps challenge. Uh, they always have health and fitness come in once a year to go through all the different, um, ways that employees can get healthy. And it's so important because it, it only helps the company. It only helps the insurance, uh, to come down lower. The more that we're doing that, the more that we're focusing on health. Um, I'm still not successful in getting those bagels out of the break room. (laughs) (laughs) I keep trying, but, um, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I agree though. I think it's I think it's really important. I know, you know, especially in hotels when you're trying to show off your property and woo the client and, you know, really make a great impression. You know, I I have I've known people who have worked in the hotel industry, like hotel sales, who, you know, will have mm-hmm. two breakfasts and an early lunch and a late lunch appointment and you're meant to be eating and you're meant to be, and then maybe you have an early cocktail thing or you have a, you know, so like that's a lot of social eating, food, being on salesy sort of events. And I I mean, how do you sustain? It's just gotta be, you know, you have to be really strategic and really mindful and really, you know, conscious of, of what you're doing because I think when you're when yeah. you're talking about your property and sales and whatever and you're getting all into it I would just be eating <laughs> I think it's well just, and you know I think, so I think hard. Angela, like to be fair though it's also on the uh, it's also on the planner or on the association side too you know how many times have I you know and I'm not even what I would call a full-time planner making the rounds to all these properties. But think about, I mean, even myself, how many times I've been in a, I found myself in a hotel in the last year alone where I show up and in my room, there's some sort of gift bag or basket or amenity that is, you know, uh, I've I've had some really delicious ones, but also like really bad for me ones. And, you know, to be honest, like I, I under, we all understand like what the purpose is and why hotels and salespeople are being kind and generous to do that. And it's, it's, it's a lovely gesture, but you know, for, you know, for, you know, it's interesting. We talk um, so much about the things that you can't see about people. And one of the things that you can't necessarily see about me or know about me, if you haven't listened to the podcast or don't know me personally, is that, you know, is the incredible self-restraint that I have. I mean, I, when there is, you know, a big box of toffee or chocolate in my room, it is, I mean, if, if I go into that room with willpower, um, I would, 
I would honestly like have to take that box of chocolate or toffee or whatever it is into the hallway and throw it away in a basket yeah. away from my room. Because I, I, I will say that I've gone back into the trash before in a closed box of chocolate or toffee and then opened it back up and eaten it late at night. Like I, I know myself well enough to know that I have, yeah. that, that's a challenge for me. That's a problem for me. And, and that's not maybe something that you would know about me without having met me or having, without having had this conversation, but it's a very real, honest, like thing. And so you know, the thing that I would say is that it's, it's, it's much better for me when I go to a hotel and the thing that's brought to my room is, you know, the fruit, like the whole fruit or the protein bar or the vitamin water or whatever. I mean, that's a much better thing for me because I, in that moment or in that mode can better incorporate that into my visit um, and not binge eat it um, at night in front of the TV. Right. 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 And so I would just say it's on both sides. It's on both yeah. sides of the coin there and being mindful, you know, also from the hotelier side or from the sales perspective, you know, how can we, how can we create this warm, welcoming environment for our planners, for our execs or whoever is coming to visit us without putting them in that position as well? I mean, I don't think that there's anything wrong with a small, tiny box of two or four little chocolates. I mean, I don't think that's going to necessarily throw anyone yeah. too far off their game, but I think it's when it's like that big giant box of something or other or the basket or the box or the bag that's huge. I think that's where we run into some troubles and it's difficult, I think, for some people um, to navigate that or to incorporate that into their diets. Yeah. And there's two ways on the hotel side, either, you know, hopefully you get to know your client a little bit better before they come to see you and you can make that decision to send up water. Um, there are clients who have that expectation that in their room is going to be a split of champagne or, um, chocolate covered strawberries. Mm -hmm. So if you know beforehand, it really helps. Um, if not, I, I mean, I would think for me going into a hotel room that has water that I don't have to go out and find ugh, it's the worst when you get yeah. into a hotel room late at night and you don't have water and I'm like, I'm dying of thirst. Um, that water is, is much more practical and, mm -hmm. um, food that's, pre-packaged, even if it's not healthy, if it's packaged, I can deal with it a little bit better than if it's laid out like chocolate covered strawberries. Cause then you're like, well, gee, they're going to go bad, you know, and yeah. <laughs> if packaged, then it won't go bad. Maybe they'll use it for the next person. Or, you know, I take it home to my kids and go, look, I got you a souvenir. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it was free <laughs> and it's pre-packaged. Um, so yeah, definitely on the on the hotelier side, uh, trying to know your client before they come for the site that to know what their expectations are, what they would prefer in their room rather than just going with the standard or mm -hmm. letting the chef decide. Because mm -hmm. chefs will decide to send chocolate covered strawberries to your room <laughs> <laughs> every time. <laughs> well, that 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 works. Um, so I know that you. Um, so you embarked on this journey. Can you give me like a little bit of a timeline and like, so like, I know that you, you, you mentioned when we talked that you're really proud of some of the things that you've done and I know, and I, it sounds like you have definitely adopted a totally new lifestyle. So you tell me like, you know, how long did it take to get you here or what was it like, you know, sort of along the way and when did you start to notice 
you know, how things were changing for you, like mentally and physically? Yeah. Um, well, it took me 34 years to get to the point where I thought that maybe healthy would be a lot better. Wow. Um, six months yeah. after my son. So it was in 2012. Um, and I focused more on making lifestyle changes to be healthy than focus on losing weight. So when I started, it wasn't about like, I've got to drop 20 pounds. I've got to drop 25 pounds. I let that kind of be like the after effect of Absolutely. making those small changes add up. Because if you, if you look at it and just go, oh, I haven't lost the five pounds I'm giving up, which I'm sure I've done a thousand times before that, um, it, it's, it doesn't help. It's not sustainable. Um, so I looked at the small things and now, so it's been seven years um, and now it's just, it's just second nature. It's not even that I think about it much. Um, and, you know, I am proud that I've been able to do that. Um, I'm proud that the, the, uh, my fiance is on the same journey that I'm on, um, that he gets to eat all the weird things that I make that uh, I tell him is healthy. And, um, and I'm proud that my kids get to see it, uh, last third, last, no, this past weekend. So yesterday, actually my oldest son ran a 5k with me. Um, he just started looking at himself and saying, you know, I, I want to slim up before I go into college too. Um, he has the same genes I do. So we definitely have to, um, to remember what could happen to us if we, if we let it get out of control health-wise. So I'm very proud that he's done that. Uh, my other two sons are doing a 5K with me in September. Uh, so I love that they look at me and go, oh, okay, you know what? Mom can do this. I can do it. So something as I do. Ah, did it freeze? I think we're okay. okay. So, so that's really very, um, I, I, I think it's amazing when the family can be on board, especially like they're joining you in doing 5Ks and, you know, they're eating all of the crazy cauliflower yeah. recipes that you're making. I think that's so exciting. Um, so, and I know, and it takes, it takes a, a long time to, see the change, you know, see the change happen. Like you said, yeah. I, I love that. But you, you feel said, it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that you said, um, that you intended to make healthy lifestyle changes and just the natural, we're going to allow the natural byproduct of pound dropping to happen as a result. And I really think that's, yeah. I think that's, the most sustainable way to, to look at it. And I think it's definitely a mindset. It's definitely a marathon mindset. It's not a sprint. Yeah. It's not going to happen it's fast. <laughs> um, but I think you really, I mean, I'm really, I'm really so inspired by the way you did this. I think, you know, as a mom and as a working professional, and I'm sure you're putting in more than, you know, anybody's 40 hours a week being in hotel sales. I know that is just, a, it can just be crazy and there's a lot of travel involved. Um, but I think I, I just am so, I'm super inspired, you know, that, that you got it done. And, you know, 
I think a lot of people will say, would say, you know, I'm too old to start. Like I'm, I'm in my thirties, I'm in my forties. Like this is just how it's going to be. And I'm, I'm here to say no, you know, it's not. And my fiance, Jimmy's 10 years older than me and he's on the same journey, went through the same thing of losing weight. Um, and he introduced me to the gym that we go to now. And yeah, I wake up at four o'clock in the morning to get there. But when I'm done that workout, I've never regretted it. You know, stronger, happier. Um, I'm a much better mother for it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, at least I hope so. I should ask the kids if I'm a good mom. I'll do that later. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. Well, as you think about, as you think about kind of, the first steps, um, you know, if you had, if you know, you had to give advice to people listening today, thinking about starting a journey, thinking about recommitting to a journey, uh, what's the best piece of advice that you could give for somebody who um, either wants to commit or wants to recommit? Um, whenever anybody asks me, um, they always ask me how did you lose the weight? And I always tell them DNA, diet and exercise, because that's how it begins. Um, my advice is take those small steps so that you feel accomplished each week and not to focus on the weight as much as focusing on um, the first week, getting in your eight glasses of water or however much you need to get in every day. The second week, not having soda or not having sweets The and and just keep building on it. And, you know, they always say, is it 30 days it takes to make a a habit? So just keep at it and keep at it and focus on what you can do and don't focus on so much any negative thoughts about it. Um, That was very important to me because, you know, I'm the type of person that I think most of us are that we can self-doubt and go, oh, but I ate a cookie. Oh, now I'm going to have to start over. This is horrible. I wouldn't focus on that. I would focus on, you know what though? I got out there today. I went for, I took the family for a walk after dinner. It felt great. And now I'm able to sleep better. Uh, this week I got in all eight hours of sleep every night and I felt better. Um, so it's, it's really focusing on the good parts and accomplishing, feeling like you're accomplishing something each week. Then look, trying to jump to the end of the uh, line as soon as possible. Well, yeah, I think it's really easy because, to yeah, say. It, it, the is sustainable. Well, I was just going to say, I think it's really easy to look to the end point where like, it's really easy to say, oh, I want to get to X weight or I want to get to, I want to wear this, you know, piece yeah. of clothing or like, I think it's easy to get so caught up in that, that you sort of can't see the, the, the trees through the forest or however that saying goes. Um, because uh, I think as you indicated, like thinking about and setting these smaller goals sort of one week at a time, like this week, I'm just going to focus on water and I'm going to, I'm going to notice how my body feels or changes as a result, or even how my skin feels or changes as a result of drinking that much water. Um, or, you know, I'm going to really focus on just getting a walk in every day before, after work or getting a workout in, or, you know, just eating better, you know, throughout the day or whatever it is. Like, I love sort of that, like, I'm going to do this thing for a week and I'm just going to notice how things start to change. And then maybe I'll layer in another something or I'll change focuses. You know, I think that's another thing that yeah. we sort of forget is, you know, much like, um, actually I was just, uh, with some, 
uh, clients and their members this last this past week. And one of the interesting things that somebody said, their actual board chair said to me was, you know, I'm I'm a cardio guy. I'm not sort of a weight guy. And it almost took everything I had in my like HBA knowledge <laughs> and repertoire to just be, you know, like the words wanted to spill out. Like, you know, is that, is that, you know, what does that mean really? And is that like a good is that a good approach to health? And I think we all know that that's not, that just being any one thing yeah. your entire life yeah. isn't going to do it. And so kind of, I, I don't know, you know, I've said this before, like I get really bored by doing the same thing over and over again pretty quickly. And so I could see how doing something for a week and just, you know, if you want to let that thing, not that you're going to completely revert back, but maybe, okay, or the next week I'm going to focus my attention on something else. And, and sooner or later, you're going to find a good combination for you, but it's really important to keep switching it up that you can't just do, you can't just be the cardio person. You can't just be the person who only drinks water. Like it's, that's not an, enough. You have, there has to be, yeah. as you sort of mentioned, this like lifestyle change, this, you know, this full body, this full person, this full lifestyle experience. Um, and that's something that you just have to kind of play with and experience. And I think that, you know, we often um, get, we often disappoint point maybe ourselves or we feel disappointed because you know for that moment in time you didn't have the self-restraint not to have the chocolate covered strawberry but look we're all human and we all um you know yeah. we have you know we just have to like roll the punches like it's oh it's not it's not okay to be shamed or to be shameful about mm -hmm. something that you've eaten and it's not okay to sort of stop you know i guess I, i've experienced it two ways before it's like oh i had one strawberry i may as well have five more yeah. um right so i've i've gone that route before and i've also gone down the other route where I, I have said to myself, oh, I had that strawberry. I'm not going to eat another chocolate covered strawberry for like the rest of my life or whatever. And like we go, we go to these extremes and we don't give ourselves the grace yep. to, um, to just be, to, to notice the thing that just happened. If we didn't feel like we had um, self-control in that moment or we did, we weren't being intentional or mindful to, to notice, mm -hmm. to maybe try to bring more awareness right. or notice to it in the future and move on. Like we have to move on. Right. Um, so I don't know. It's an interesting, it's an interesting place. It's you have to stay positive. Mm -hmm. For sure. That helps a lot. That helps a lot. So. And you can't hate yourself, you know. Oh yeah. Well, that, there's it, energy it, wasted. You can't hate yourself or hate your body. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, and it's tough. I mean, it's, it's just a, it's just, it's a hard, it's a hard change to make, but it's very worthwhile because I'm certain just in yeah. hearing the parts of your story that you have changed, not only your life and your future, but the future of your family and their health too. Um, and I, you know, I, I, I work with, I work with a lot of women. I talk with a lot of women. It's like, if mom drives the bus on this thing, that is, that is when it happens. And that's when you can transform your family. Yeah. I'm sure your family could look very different if you hadn't, um, taken the steps that you did. And, and they were small steps. And I love that you say that, that they were just small changes. And, and, you know, as they pile up and as your list of, I'm adding this one more thing on to see what that'll do. Like I'm adding this next thing on to see if this is a change I can make. 
gosh, if that's not the way to sustain this thing as a lifestyle and say, I'm not drinking pop anymore. I drink water now or I'll have coffee or I'll have whatever, yeah. you know, I'm just not drinking sugar pop anymore. That is huge. And then be like, okay, well, that feels really good. I think I'm going to try, you know, having an extra vegetable in my life every day, you know, and just have like an extra serving of vegetables. Like that's not a difficult thing to do. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I just love that. And I, I think, um, I think your story is super inspiring and, um, I'm, I'm really glad that you, um, took the time to come and talk to us about the, the small steps you made for just like the most giant impact on your life and your family. So thank you again. Oh, thank you. Um, so I know you are part of the HBA community and when we get this, the mega thread up today, um, we'll definitely tag you there. Is that the best place to, you know, if our listeners want to speak with you or ask you any more questions, is that oh, the best yeah. place to get you? Yeah, it would be the best place. Yep. Okay. Good. And then, yeah. Good Thanks. deal. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Well, we are, again, just so grateful for the opportunity to chat with you today. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Your story um, is one that I think a lot of people will relate to and have likely so. experienced um, themselves. So, um, you know, I look forward to continued conversation with Tiffany as the weeks and months go on. And um, again, if you're interested in, in learning more about her story or if you can relate to her, uh, the best way to get in touch with her will be that mega thread that we post in the uh, Healthy by Association Facebook community. But uh, with that, I'll just mention uh, that Healthy by Association is powered by intention. And as we've talked a lot about today in this episode, we hope that you'll power your week with intention as well. Take this opportunity to hit the reset button and in this moment, of um, sort of reset to think about, consider, set one intention for the week ahead, whether it's thinking about Tiffany's story or whether it's some other health or wellness um, item or journey or facet that you've been thinking about that you uh, really want to pursue, um, do that thing. And, and like we've talked about in the episode today, maybe it's about drinking more water, whether maybe it's about waking up early to go work out, or maybe it's taking that uh, lunchtime walk, or maybe it's turning down that you know dessert or that gift basket in your room or, or whatever, whatever that challenge is that you're being faced with in your life. We hope that um, you'll realize uh, that you're strong enough to conquer that thing, um, that you have that strength within you. I always say, uh, have said that, right? Um, I, I, uh, I'm gonna feel like I'm, I'm about to go on another tangent, but one of the things that I would say <laughs> during those long runs is that I didn't know that I had that long run in me, that I, did, I didn't know that I could do those six, seven, eight miles, whatever it was. And I get done and the thing that I'm most struck by myself and my body is that it could do it. Um, and you can do it too. So whether, whatever success or struggle you're facing, please connect with us on the Healthy Body Association Facebook community. We are there to uh, both support and inspire you along the way. But with that, uh, we certainly want to thank all of our goal getters for listening and we'll see you next time on the Healthy Body Association podcast. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Healthy by Association podcast. For links and other resources, please see our show notes. Also, request to join our Facebook community at Healthy by Association. You can subscribe to the HBA podcast through various platforms, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, 
Google Podcasts, and Anchor FM. Don't forget to rate and review, and be sure to power your week with intention. Thanks for listening.